Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host, Dale York, and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on freshwater, lakes, and streams, and to provide information, tips, and techniques, along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle, boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it. So join us each week as we talk about my favorite subject, fishing. Uh, I've also been on the water this week uh, several times, and my report is uh, pretty much the same as it was last week. I'm catching sand bass, crappies, stripers, hybrids, and bass on both Keystone and Skytook this week. Uh, over on Keystone, the sand bass and stripers are up shallow in many areas. Uh, I'm predominantly fishing around the Salt Creek area. Uh, fish the windy banks where shad are visible, and you will find fish. Uh, I've been throwing uh, eighth of an inch or eighth inch or eighth ounce, I should say, heads rigged with uh, Jean Larue rally grubs and sweet swimmers in shad colors, and catching a lot of fish on them. Uh, I rigged that on a six and a half foot light spinning rod uh, with a six or eight pound test line. I'm throwing the bait up next to the bank. Uh, and remember, don't let that bait sink because you're fishing and throwing in real shallow water. And I'm working the bait shallow, fishing the shallow, windy banks. Uh, if you like, once again, if you find those shad and, and where the wind is, the wind's blowing those shad up next to the bank, and those fish are right up there with them. And remember, shad's the key. Uh, if the wind's not blowing, I fish the first break lines out in about 6 to 10 foot of water. Uh, I'm throwing a little bit deeper. I'm slowing my retrieve as the lure comes off the bank. Uh, I'm letting the rally grub or sweet swimmer fall deeper. Uh, you can catch fish, anything that looks like a shad right now. But once again, finding the shad is the key. If you find the shad, you will catch the fish. So, you know, you might try that technique if the wind's not blowing or it's early in the morning where you have a calm condition, fish a little deeper. Over on Skytook, I'm catching hybrids in 18 to 24 feet of water south of the Highway 20 bridge and uh, areas further down by the dam. Uh, I'm fishing humps and points, uh, catching all sizes of hybrids from uh, two pounds up to four or five, six pounds. Uh, once again, uh, I'm fishing a quarter and three-eighths ounce heads on the Jean LaRue Rally Grub and Sweet Swimmers, also in shad colors, and uh, using my uh, Lorenz to find and stay on these fish. This is very important because uh, sometimes this time of year, those fish will move a lot, and you need to stay on the trolling motor to keep up with them. Uh, fish are biting all over northeastern Oklahoma lakes right now, and the bite will just get better over the next couple of weeks. So I, I hope you can get out and find some time to uh, get on one of our area lakes because it's just not going to get any better than what it's going to be in the next week or two. And that will bring us to our special segment. You know, despite the great fall fishing conditions that we're currently seeing and many of us are taking advantage of, uh, a lot of people are, are putting up their boats for the season. Uh, they're getting ready to winterize their boat, motor, and trailer. Uh, and, uh, you know, what I've done is put together some uh, things that uh, you really need to, to look at when you're winterizing your boat and things that will help you when you uh, bring it out next spring. 
you know, the first thing you need to do, uh, or what I recommend, is you perform a walk-around inspection of your boat, motor, and trailer. You know, you're looking for, you know, any damage, uh, broken welds, tire wear, uh, bunk condition, any sign of damage, you know, you know, missing trailer pieces, and, and just overall condition of your boat, motor, and trailer. That's very important that you take the time to do that. Uh, another thing that uh, after you've done that that I highly recommend is you clean the inside and outside of your rig. You know, uh, take it to a car wash, get it all cleaned out, uh, take it back to your garage or take it back to the house, and, uh, you know, empty all your compartments, get everything out of the boat, and, uh, you know, get it all out where you can inspect it and then go from there. But definitely clean your boat inside and out. I mean, it'll, it'll make a big difference when you break it out for next spring and start all over again. Uh, you know, replace the fuel filters for your outboard, the water separators. Uh, pay close attention to uh, everything back in that area around the bilge or around the back end of your boat, around the front end of your motor, uh, looking for any loose wires or insulation stripped from the wires or any bare spots. You know, the next thing you definitely want to do is replace your lower unit lube at this time. This is an excellent time to do it. It's it's a fairly easy thing to do. Uh, there's a lot of YouTube uh, videos out there uh, for different makes motors, uh, makes of motors and size of motors uh, that will show you exactly how to do this. Uh, it, it's it's a fairly uh, fairly easy thing to do, and and folks, it can really save you a lot of money. You need to do this every year. Uh, the next thing is I always tell folks, uh, especially if they're running the smaller motors that may not be. Uh, uh, fuel injected or things of this nature uh, that are normally aspirated with carburetors, uh, you, you know, change your spark plugs. It, it can be such a, a simple thing to do, but it can really save you a lot of time and, and money in the long run and possibly a bad day on the water. You know, the next thing you need to do is replace your water pump impeller. You know, once again, folks, this is such an easy thing to do. Even if you take it to uh, one of the local marine dealers around, uh, it, it's a fairly inexpensive thing to do. In most cases, most people have the tools on hand to do this, and uh, you know the part itself is fairly is fairly cheap. But uh, boy, you know the one thing you don't want to happen is you don't want to have a water pump failure when you're running down the lake, because uh, that can turn into big dollars in the long run. So, uh, you know, replace that water pump impeller every year. It's a cheap thing to do, and it'll save you a lot of money. Uh, next thing we need to look at is uh, check and lubricate all your steering controls and shift cables. Or if you've got a hydraulic system, you know, check for leaks, check your hoses, make sure you don't have any leaks, you don't have any cracks, and that your uh, oil in those hydraulic systems is full you know, you want to make sure that they work smoothly and, and all your connections are tight. So, the, And this is the perfect time to do that. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about is, uh, you know, if, if you're going to store this, this boat uh, over the winter, add some fuel stabilizer or conditioner to any tank or tanks 
that uh, fuel will be stored in. Once again, this is a fairly economical thing to do, and uh, it, it can pay off big dividends when you pull that boat out next spring and get ready to start it. So uh, take a look at that and, and be sure you, you add that stabilizer slash conditioner to your fuel tanks. Uh, the next thing that uh, I like to tell people is uh, uh, remove your prop off your motor. Uh, you know, take the nut off of it, take the washers off of it. And what you're doing is you're checking for fishing line. Uh, you're checking for a bent shaft. Uh, you know, you're checking for any damage that uh, the course of the summer or course of the season that has, that has uh, been done to that prop shaft. You know, one of the most common things that happens is a fishing line will get wrapped around your prop shaft. And over a period of time, that fishing line will eat the uh, water seal in your lower unit and water will start uh, getting into your oil in your lower unit and that can cause you really really big problems over a period of time uh, matter of fact you can be uh, out uh, you know several thousand dollars for uh, replacing a lower unit at that point and once again you know it's a simple thing to do uh, you know when you get ready to replace that prop uh, you know, you, you want to uh, re-lubricate that prop shaft, make sure that you torque that nut to whatever your factory specs are, uh, and, uh, you know, it's if you're storing your boat outside, uh, one of the things I recommend is to get you a prop nut, a lock, and uh, put that on there. Or, you know, leave your prop off, uh, you know, wrap your shaft up so it won't rust on you, and... Uh, uh, store that uh, prop inside somewhere where it's safe. Uh, a lot of props get stolen in the course of a year, and uh, for the price of some of these stainless steel props that some of us are running on these big outboards, uh, folks, they ain't cheap. So uh, sometimes uh, investment of a few bucks in a prop lock can save you a lot of money in the long run. Uh, next thing that I like to, to, to do is I check all my electronics, my fish finders, GPS, builds, live wells, you know, lights, horn, everything, and make sure that everything works. You know, if something has went out over the course of the season that uh, that you just haven't got to, now's the perfect time to, uh, you know, pull that boat in and, and do some maintenance on it and get all your electronics, all your buttons, all your switches, uh, everything back up to snuff where, you know, when, when the next spring hits, you're ready to go to the water. Uh, next thing for all the all the fishing boats out there that have trolling motors on them is you know you check to make sure it's working properly. Uh, test the entire range of the foot pedal if you have a, a cable foot pedal, uh, and uh, you know check the speed, and directions, controls, things of that nature. Make sure it's all working properly. And once again, you know kind of like you did on your big motor, you need to remove the prop and inspect the, the shaft for fishing line. Uh, once again, you know, that can really cause you some problems on your trolling motor as well as your big motor. You know, make sure that that prop uh, is in good shape. Uh, if you've got some dings, cracks, or chips in it, now would be the perfect time to put a new prop on it and perhaps put the one you took off uh, back in the boat sometime in some place so you would even have a spare in case you would uh, break chip or throw a prop. Uh, you want to be sure you lubricate your prop shaft. And once again, when you retighten that prop nut, do it to factory specs for whatever the trolling motor that you're currently running. 
you know, the next thing to do is, uh, uh, you know, check your fuel lines, paying careful attention to tighten any clamps uh, or if you need to replace them. If the fuel lines are showing any signs of wear, tear, uh, if they feel brittle or you, you notice any cracks on them, uh, you, you need to replace those at this time. Fuel lines can really cause you a lot of problems if they get a hole or a crack in them. And the one thing you don't want is you don't want gasoline spilling somewhere inside your boat when you're running up down the lake. That's just not a safe condition. Uh, same thing with your oil lines. Uh, you know, paying careful attention to, to once again, tighten any clamps, uh, replace any things, parts that need replacing. Uh, make sure that the lines are in good shape. If you see any brittle or cracking, uh, once again, they should be replaced. Uh, you know, a lot of our uh, uh, oil-injected motors, the older injected motors, have those oil lines on them, and, and they're just as important as the gas line. So, uh, you know, don't... Uh, uh, you know, don't ignore that because that, once again, that can cause you a lot of money. You know, the next thing you need to do, and I can't emphasize this enough, is check all your safety gear for condition. Uh, you know, you want to double check your fire extinguisher, make sure your fire extinguisher is still good and uh, the needle is still in the green. Uh, you know, you want to check your life jackets, make sure they're not torn or, or the buckles aren't broke or or whatever the condition of your life jackets, you know, you want to make them make sure they're usable. Uh, you want to check your throwable device, make sure that uh, it's in good shape. You know, once again, check your horn on your boat, make sure it's in great shape. Any rope or, or, or safety equipment that you have in addition to those I've mentioned, uh, you know, make sure that the, the condition is good and uh, that you won't have any problems should you require or need to use that equipment in an emergency. Next thing is to, uh, what I alluded to earlier. You know, you need to remove all your gear from your boat and inspect and clean the storage areas. You know, sometimes it's amazing what you can find in some of these storage areas at the end of the season uh, after you've just stuffed things in there all year long. Uh, occasionally, uh, you know, my gosh, my Ranger has so much storage in it that occasionally I'll do this, and uh, I'll do this three or four times a year. And, you know, sometimes I'll find a stash of lures or, or something that I put in a compartment that I just forgot all about. So, you know, sometimes it's like Christmas all over again when you start cleaning out these storage, these storage places in your boat. So, uh, you know, when you're doing that, you know, once again, you want to look for cracks or loose hooks or, or lures that uh, that you need to be removed. You want to check your hinges, things of that nature. If something needs to be oiled, if you got locks on your compartments, you want to double-check your locks, make sure everything's functional there. If you got gas struts on your compartments, you know, this is the perfect time. If, if they've leaked or they're no longer functioning, uh, this is a great time to go ahead and uh, replace those gas struts so uh, your boxes will open and close easily. Uh, you know, if, if you've always wanted to put lights in your compartment and, and you have a boat that doesn't have lights in your compartment, you know, now's the time to run that wire and put those lights in there. It, it's a fairly simple thing to do. And, uh, you know, one of the next things you need to do is, uh, you know, check your batteries. Uh, if they're two or three years old, you probably need to go ahead and replace them. Uh, I'd go ahead and pull them out of my boat 
if they're that old and are getting weak, uh, just go ahead and pull them out of your boat. And, uh, you know, just know that before next spring, you're going to have to replace those batteries. Uh, there's no sense of having them in there if you're going to replace them anyway. If you've uh, got good batteries, you know, one of the things you may want to consider if you don't have an onboard smart charger is to get some kind of uh, a, a electronic battery maintenance uh equipment that you can connect to your batteries and you know and it will give turn off and on and give you a trickle charge to maintain your batteries all year long uh, because that's one of the worst killers of a battery is to use that battery and store it for a period of time at a lower voltage or a lower capacity and then turn right around and try to charge it back up again many of these batteries have memories and uh, if you go so long with a low charge they're not going to go back to close to 100 percent so keep that in mind. You know, the next thing or maybe the last thing you need to do is uh, check to the owner's manual for uh, any of the factory service tips or, or ticks that, that are there. If it's time for a certain service on your outboard or on your boat, you know, your owner's manual will, will definitely cover that and tell you what you need to do. Always consult that manual. Uh, it, it's full of information and, and it can really, really help you out. You know, it's it's uh, uh, something that you should be familiar with. Uh, you should read it uh, and and follow whatever specifications they have in that manual because it'll actually mean the the life of your outboard. If you do that, uh, that investment you have back there will last a whole lot longer. So so think about that. And uh, the items I described uh, are all items that need to be inspected and or replaced every year. You can take your boat, if you don't feel comfortable doing many of these, you can take your boat to uh, your local dealer, and uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, and uh, they can perform all these checks and maintenance, as I've outlined, as well as what's covered in your owner's manual, and they'll be more than happy to explain any questions that you may have about your particular motor or your particular rig. And that'll bring us to the trailer you know, folks, uh, this is probably the most overlooked part of your boat, and it's such an integral part. I mean, let's face it, unless your boat is in a slip somewhere in, a, in water, you know, if this trailer breaks down, you ain't going nowhere. Uh, we see them every summer along the side of the road with uh, people that haven't packed their bearings or people that uh, have blowouts on the tires or, or an all, all, the, all the above. So, uh, you know, now's the time to do that maintenance on the trailer to get ready for next spring. You know, the number one thing is, you know, is to check your springs, your suspension for wear and tear uh, or, or any kind of uh, faults that may be there. You know, this could turn into a serious problem so if you see anything that looks out of ordinary or you're not completely sure, you know, take it to your local marine dealer and have them check it out because uh, you, you don't want this trailer to fail when you've, you've got a whole lot of money sitting on this thing. Uh, you know, go put your boat in the water. Uh, once you've got it in the water, pull your trailer out and look at the bunks, you know, uh, look at the rollers. And this is the perfect time then to, to, you know, to get your cordless out if you need to and and replace any bunks or rollers that you need to. Check all lights, turn signals. There's uh, a, a lot of times I'm traveling up and down the road, going to and from seminars and going to and from fishing places, and I see a lot of boats that don't have any trailer lights on. 
and uh you know that's just not a safe thing to do so uh you know check the wiring check the connections on your tow vehicle make sure everything works if it doesn't work you know schedule some time to uh, get in there and and uh, fix some of these things once again you need to check your wheel bearings you know grease or repack uh, with fresh grease uh, paying careful attention to torquing the lug nuts back on your wheels to the appropriate levels when putting the wheels back on. You know, check the overall condition of your tires, uh, which includes uh, can include cracking, uh, usually on the sidewalls, uh, tread depth, and air pressure. You know, folks, uh, trailer tires can just get old. The tread may look great, but the tire itself is showing a lot of cracks on the sidewall. And when that happens, you need to replace those tires, even though the tread looks great. Uh, these things can really blow out when those sidewalls go to cracking. You know, pay close attention to your winch strap. Uh, make sure it's in good condition. You know, check your tie-down straps for damage or wear and tear. Uh, check the, uh, the winch for proper smooth operation and lubricate the winch. Check that the trailer coupler on the on the uh, latch assembly is working smoothly and uh, is not real real loose uh, if if you're having uh, some real looseness there it can be a sign of problem with the trailer hitch and your tow vehicle could have some problems elsewhere so uh, you know give this a lot of consideration and uh, I think if you follow these guidelines winterizing your boat will pay off big time and also we save you both time and money getting it ready for next spring so uh, you know follow some of these steps and remember <laughs> you know if you can't find them you can't catch them so uh, you know also be looking at maybe christmas is right around the corner and it wouldn't be uh, too early to start asking center for some of this great lawrence equipment and if you have a lawrence question feel free to contact me my email is justfishoutdoors at justfish.com or you can also reach me through my Facebook or Twitter pages at Just Fish Outdoors. Send me an email. Tell me how you like the show or how we can improve on it. Uh, if you have a suggestion on a topic, let me know, and I'll try to put a show together for you that'll help you out. And if you would like to know any more about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can do to help, just drop us a line, justfishoutdoors at justfish.com. And once again, you can find us on our Facebook page at Just Fish Outdoors. Folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we're blessed to have here. With the fall colors starting to come on, it's going to be an awesome fall. And with the fish biting, it just doesn't get any better than that. So it's a perfect time to be out on one of our scenic lakes. Thanks for listening. This is Dale York, host of Just Fish Outdoors, saying we'll catch you later.